with all not your truth or kindness, Lord. With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. Welcome to The Notice, where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. The Notice Podcast explores our need to be noticed through biblical musings and conversations with special guests, experience relevant topics, and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice, Moving. Have you ever heard anyone talk about moving with enthusiasm? Join me on this episode of The Notice, where we talk about moving, the stresses, the reasons we move, and things God may be wanting us to take notice of when we move. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Benjamin Franklin said, All mankind is divided into three classes. Those that are immovable, those that are movable, and those that move. Moving. Friends, I've got experience in this area. I've lived in four states and have moved 26, yes, 26 times. Moving. Let's just talk about the physical stress alone. It's exhausting to pack up boxes, remembering what to take, what to throw out, and to anticipate what you'll need. Moving. There's the unknown. How will the new job go? Will I find a house I like or can afford? Will I get things packed up in time for the movers? Moving. Letting go. As you pack, it's inevitable to go down memory lane. You look back at your choices and sometimes wrestle with those regrets. Moving. Thinking about missing loved ones. Because cultivating a new support system in a new location, well, it takes time. Moving. Just simply finding what you need. A new doctor, dentist, hairstylist, or car repairman. A new church. A new home. Everything is new. Even where you put everything in your home is a mystery. So these are just a few of the stressors that come along with moving. So if it's so stressful, why do we do it? Perhaps there's all kinds of reasons for moving. I think some move for work. Some want to find more affordable housing. Others want to be closer to family. Perhaps you need to move to a certain climate for your health. Some feel a stirring in their souls that a change needs to happen. Although the subject of moving doesn't come up much in social settings because, well, let's face it, it's not fun to talk about moving. If it does come up and I tell others I've moved 26 times, the first question I hear is, were you raised in a military family? 
Well, that wasn't my experience. My moves were often triggered by life transitions, both good and bad. The first big move happened during my junior year of high school. A few years after my dad died, my mom got remarried, so they had two houses and sold one and moved into the other. Fortunately, it was in the same school district, so I didn't have to change schools. But I did have to figure out where the milk was and where we kept the tape and scissors. This was just the beginning of working through different life transitions. Because next came college, which we know means moving every year, back and forth in summers, and even for me, a move across the country. From that point on, each year, each summer, and pretty much every two to three years, I moved. Other transitions came, graduating from college, going where the work was, getting married, getting a dog, having children. And then, of course, the children get bigger, which means you need more room. But mostly my transitions were job losses, job changes, and inevitably a divorce. My experience showed me that moves weren't my choice. The choice was made for me, except for when I was 19 years old. This time, I made a choice to move towards my goals, and that meant physically moving. So at 19 years old, and quite naive, I might add, I made the choice to move to California from my home in Michigan. For me, this seemed practical. After all, I was a clarinetist who wanted to perform for movie soundtracks, so I needed to be in Los Angeles where they made the movies. My inward growth determined the outward move. My mom viewed it as me moving away from her, of course, but I viewed it as moving towards something I thought I wanted. What makes you want to move? If we take the time to ask ourselves why, most times we move because we are moving towards something, like I said, being closer to family or better location for our health. Sometimes it might be away from something, like job dissatisfaction or a broken relationship. And sometimes there's a restlessness in our spirit. Regardless, even if the choice is yours or not, moving takes a lot out of you. I've often joked with my family that I should write a book on tips for a successful move because I've learned the logistical steps to moving and feel like I kind of have it down to a science. Plus, I've learned how not to stress about not finding the milk at the grocery store and have learned the importance of transitioning friendships and tapping into a new community. Admittedly, each move has meant I moved internally as God was stirring something up inside me. Through these 26 moves, he keeps stirring, and I keep learning deeper truths about myself, about others, and of course, more about God. The biggest one is that we can't really, truly, purely rely on our wisdom or experience. There's more. Wisdom taught me how to pack, how to get rid of things, to organize, and to let go. Wisdom taught me that there are inexpensive ways to move and that my spatial intelligence skills might improve. I've learned I can get by on a lot less than I realize, and I'm glad I don't own every kitchen appliance known to man. 
in this area, I would say, yeah, I'm wise. Wisdom is something I've acquired due to the research I've done, the godly advice, prayer, and life experiences. But a move requires much more than just wisdom. It requires trust, namely faith. Faith is trusting God for the things I can't possibly know or see. This is why moving stretches us. For example, when I decided to leave my northern Michigan home, I ended up moving to Ohio to get a better paying job to support my children after divorce. Wisdom told me this was a good move. Faith told me better things lie ahead. What I didn't realize is that there always seems to be two things happening at once in our lives. There's some good and there's some bad. The job I took changed dramatically. Staff reductions happened almost immediately and I was left doing jobs that three full-timers were needed to do. I was bullied at work and with poor leadership was set up for failure. One could say I should have never moved because the job didn't turn out well. But did I really know what it was going to be like? Did I really know the hearts of the people I was going to work with? Of course not. I don't know what I don't know. But now here it is years later and I can see God all over that move. He grew me. He moved me. And the move did what God intended it to do. It certainly helped me financially, helped me get my daughter's college education paid for, and it's where I met my husband. Perhaps that wouldn't have happened if I didn't move. I couldn't know what the move would do, but God did. So after 26 moves, I would say we need to stop relying strictly on wisdom when we make a move. As Christians, it's important to seek wise counsel and helpful to process your why. So if you're considering a move, whether it's to a new home, new city, or a new job, here's a set of seven different scriptural questions to ask yourself. One, what are the practical implications of the mood? This is typically the first and sometimes only thing we consider. Is this a good use of the resources God has given me? How will this decision impact the relationships that already exist? Will this be a good move financially? Two, is my main goal to glorify God? This is a sobering question to ask because it is often forgotten in the mass of emotions that are wrapped up in making a move. Christians need to remember 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 3. How will the move impact my ability to care for my family? Scripture makes it clear that Christians must prioritize their relatives. 1 Timothy 5.8 lives very little wiggle room. It's important to think about how making a move will impact your family, not just now, but in the future. Four, what about your local church? Hebrews 10.25 says Christians should not neglect to meet together, as some are in the habit of doing, but to encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. 
So are you sure God is prompting you to leave your church family? Or maybe you're recognizing that your local church has its own set of conflicts and you just don't want to deal with it. We should be thinking about what church family we'd like to be part of before we even pack our boxes. In fact, you could argue that your future church is just as important as your future job. This has proven to be so important to me in the many moves I've made. How sweet is the fellowship of the saints? 5. How will this move help me be an ambassador for Christ? The Apostle Paul wrote that we are to be ambassadors of Christ, God making his appeal through us in 2 Corinthians 5.20. Is the influence you have for Christ in your current location worth giving up? Or is God calling you to a different sphere of influence? 6. Have I sought godly counsel? Proverbs 15.22 says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Let's be honest with ourselves. Before making the plunge to move, run the idea by men and women who you know are living their lives according to the Spirit. They may be able to shed some light. 7. Have you prayed about this move? Have you searched scripture for guidance on this decision? James has a passage that directly addresses moving to another location. Ironically, he discusses this just after he talks about envy. He actually says, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. So friends, I hope these seven tips are helpful to you if you're considering a move. But I also like to encourage you to think bigger. Take notice. God is more interested in your growth. He may be wanting you to move, but he may be wanting you to move inside, internally. He may be wanting you to rev up spiritually, not necessarily physically. Sometimes this restlessness occurs, this stirring in the spirit that tells you change is on the way. Perhaps God is asking you to move out of your comfort zone, whether it's your nice home, your steady paycheck, or your comfy spot near your loved ones, to deepen your service to Him. Are you ready? I love the story of Abraham when God told him in Genesis 12, 1 and 2, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Notice that God told Abraham to leave the comfort of his home, his people, his family. Perhaps God is calling you to move. Here are three things you may see or take notice of when starting to feel that restlessness. 1. Relationships are ending. Is it possible God wants to expand your sphere of influence? those you influence and those who influence you? 
Mark 6, 4 tells it, says, sometimes we just need to move on. A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. Perhaps the way God gets noticed in your life is when we make a move. Perhaps he wants you to be surrounded by those who will build you up and will help you get to the next level. Two, running out of space. You can feel that restlessness because you can feel you're growing and you can feel the space getting tighter. This might manifest itself physically or spiritually. Perhaps God wants to expand your territory so you can expand. God may want you to grow and you need the room to do that. He may be wanting you to have a bigger house so you can host more people. There might just be somewhere else he needs you. 3. God will open the door, but listen carefully. In the right season, in the right time. Don't get confused with this one, friends. Sometimes as Christians, we think if everything goes perfectly, then it must be God. Well, when God moves, he doesn't always provide comfort right away, but he does want us to take notice. Isaiah 43.5 tells us, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and giving you streams in the wilderness. Well, for me, 12 years ago, I moved away from northern Michigan because I had to financially. I have prayed those over those 12 years for an opportunity to return. My husband and I both applied for jobs, and the doors, well, they didn't open for one reason or another. But just months ago, they did. My husband got a new job. I was able to work remotely, and we sold our house almost immediately. We saw God opening doors. And then we got here. It's been three months and about a dozen offers on houses, and we have yet to find a permanent landing spot. Some might look at it and question the move. After all, where's the smooth sailing? Well, I've seen that throughout these three months, our relationships with others wouldn't have deepened without the struggle. Our trust in God's goodness wouldn't have deepened, and our trust in our wisdom wouldn't have diminished. We've already found a beautiful life-giving church and look for ways to bless and minister to others along the journey. We are learning to rely more on faith and less on wisdom. Bell Hooks says, It's the act of having to do things that we don't want to do that you learn something about moving past the self, past the ego. Friends, perhaps a move isn't really about us. Perhaps it's about others God needs us to minister to. And just perhaps, in our limited wisdom, it's about taking notice of what God is doing instead. Friends, I'm not kidding. I know moving is difficult. If you're considering a move and want to talk it through with someone, please know that I am available for one-on-one -on -one meetings to talk about this topic and many more. Please go to my website at susankhoekstra.com and click on one-to-one -one for more information. I'm happy to walk with you as you take notice of what God is doing in your life. Until next time, take notice. Oh,
the kindness, Lord. 